Welcome to the Jesus Said Love podcast. This is a space where we talk about what it means to awaken hope and empower change. Listen, for over a decade, Em and I have been fostering relationships with men and women who've been impacted by the commercial sex industry. And it's through those relationships that Jesus Said Love was born. We figured it was time to talk about what this ministry has taught us and is still teaching us along the way. I promise it's going to be a place of conversation and story. And we hope you learn something new. Maybe you see something in a new way. Fun fact, you're going to hear music because Brett and I are musicians. Yep. We can't just talk. Nope. we got to sing and play too. We do. Here's the deal, guys. Our hope is that as you hear these stories, that you'll tap into your own story and that you'll be encouraged to live and love well like Jesus. Hey, Emily. See, why do you slide in? Like sliding into DMs? Is that what that is? Come on. Start over. I'm keeping all of this. Ugh. I need to grow space for love for you. No. Hello, <laughs> Emily. No. Oh my gosh. Okay. We've just been away for two weeks. Pay. I know. Maybe that's what it is. It, it feels is. a little and rusty here. I, I haven't been thinking about my hellos oh, or my intros. Do you typically think about those? Well, I do. Okay. I do. I, I typically think about them, but you know, we've been on the holiday. Okay. We're getting back to it. Yeah. Um, you're looking, you're looking fresh and fancy sitting over there on the couch and I'm excited because mm-hmm. I'm going to interview you today. I know. I'm excited for to be interviewed because typically the way that we work is I kind of create the podcast and the flow and the questions and the prepping of guests and the topics. And this is totally what I wanted to talk about, but you are taking the lead on interviewing me. And I love that. I There's do. a, are you nervous about it? At Not all? at all. I'm so great. I'm, I am like, I told my yoga instructor this morning, um, I was asking her, I was like, hey, could you film? I'm doing this promo video for this Space for Love experience, which we're going to talk about on the podcast today. And so she's filming me and she goes, well, will you tell me what to do? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll tell you how to shoot it and stuff like this. And she goes, I'm so glad because I just want to be bossed around at this point in my life. Like, I'm so tired (laughs) of of having all the answers for all the people and all that. Like, I love it when other people tell me what to do. And I was like, I think I do too. And this is a sign of growth for me personally. Uh Uh-oh. Nobody heard that. Really? That was really loud in my ears. It was like a ding-dong on your (laughs) your computer. There's not a ding-dong on my computer. (laughs) Just let the record... I like that's funny. <laughs> I like to be I like it when people have a sense of intention and direction. It makes me feel very secure. So if you I love that you're taking the lead on this. I actually enjoy it. Well good. We're gonna see how much you're gonna enjoy it because I may throw you some curveballs. I may throw you a, a slider, I may throw you a change up. We'll just see what happens. I don't know all that. I know that that was baseball terminology. It was. But 
I will say this. I have been catching and hitting home runs with your curveballs for 20 freaking years of marriage. Wow. You like that? I did like the way you just did that. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. 20 years. We're coming up on 20 years 20 next month. 20 years in January. Isn't that crazy? We'll have to do like some sort of anniversary episode. Totally. Okay, so today on the podcast, we're going to talk about an event that has kind of been in your brain. It's not an event. Well, well, then what is it? An experience. Oh. (laughs) So today on the podcast, we're going to talk about an experience that has been rolling around your heart and soul and mind. Yes. And it's going to come to fruition in 2020. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my first question is, what is this experience called? This experience is called a space for love. And the reason it's called that is because I've been thinking for the past two years on this phrase. Um, I feel incredibly called and as I've gained a lot of clarity over the past four years, I've been on really a personal journey of healing through several different avenues, Mm -hmm. Allender Center, um, story work. I have been the, the Enneagram monastery. journey, the monastery, um, Al-Anon weekly, you know, working the 12 steps with a sponsor and counseling. Um, and so I've really had to define, you know, what, what is it that I am called to? Like, who am I? Why am I here? And what am I called to? And really this fright, you are here, Emily. It was like over and over again. It was like, Emily, you are here to make space for God and people. You are here to make space for God and for people. You're here on this earth for God and for people. And so as I kept going, well, what, what is this space? Like what, what, okay, what does that even mean? And so as I was doing yoga, which is another part of my just physical healing, is that, um, Every time we get into flow, Kim, my yoga instructor, who you've heard on the podcast, would always say, now, let's make space in the body. We need to make space in the body. Let's make space in the body. And so I just kept thinking about space. what, what, What does this even mean to make space in the body? And what I discovered is the reason I had a hard time grasping it is because the world is so noisy. And right now we live in an age where we are consuming, consuming, consuming. And we are consuming and then doing. Consuming and then doing. And it there is no digestion. There is no being. It is all doing. And space is not made that way. And we actually are space. We we are these spaces. I think that we are congested. We are like a congested village, you know, of of people. And and we have got to unwind some of that so that we can breathe a little deeper. We can love a whole lot more. The whole point of being here is about love. You know, I think about it like a room, right? So if I'm going to make space, I'm, I want to buy this couch. Mm-hmm. And so I've got to make space for this couch to fit, which basically means I need to move something out mm-hmm. or declutter or mm-hmm. move something around so it fits. And so um, how 
how do you think in your own life you're making space? Like, are you, you just use the phrase unwind, Mm -hmm. but are you also decluttering? Are you cluttered? Sure. So, um, I think social media has a lot to do with the clutter, not only social media, but I will even say, even if you're not on social media, then if you're on an iPhone or a smartphone, you're getting a lot, or Facebook or well, that social media, but you're getting uh, your source of news from these constant hits of information. And so you are making space for that information. I mean, it's going somewhere. All that energy, all that knowledge. Right. Anything we give our attention or time to is making space for that. We're making space for that. I'm the only one who can control my eyes. I'm the only one who can control my ears. I'm the only one who can really control my breath. So even if I'm in a noisy world, there is still a way for me to regulate. And so how do we declutter? Um, I remember years ago reading Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In And one of the phrases that stuck out to me was that it is time for us to ruthlessly prioritize. And I think I've gotten better at that, of asking the question, not just what can I do, because I can do a hell of a lot of things. (laughs) I mean, like, I can. I can really do a lot. But what's best? Mm -hmm. What is the best use of my time, my talent, my money, my influence? You know, and that all goes back to my values. What do I value? What do I believe about my calling and about myself? Why am I here? Why has God put me on this earth? And if I can make those priorities and line them up with my values, then it really declutters my life. It really helps me simplify like what I'm supposed to be doing. So in making spaces in your own world, in your own life over these past couple of years, what, what has been, what's been your favorite one? Like, I know they all have a place and a position, but what's one where if it got taken away from you today, you would be like, I can't survive without that. Um, you're talking about like, what, what do you mean? What well, I'm just, space the, this, the, the, the practices that you've mm-hmm. been, you know, is it the monastery? Is it yoga? Is it? So I think all of those, one of the things I love that my nun friend, Macrina, sister Macrina says is that, you know, we have all of these guides. That's what our last retreat was about. And even, even our suffering can be our teacher, even our adversary, whoever we perceive as an adversary. It's really not them. It's the, it's the spirit that you're up against, you know, whether it's your own jealousy or envy or it's their jealousy or envy that you're up against. Um, and so all of those things can kind of be our guides. So I think the point is learning some of these tools so that, like, if I can't afford all if I can't afford yoga or I can't afford to take a retreat, there's ways for me to find my my being in the world. And that's what I want this space for love experience to be about. I want I want people to come and be so nurtured and loved on and connect with God and connect with themselves and their own story. And for them to feel like after this one day, I want them to walk away knowing they are loved 
really knowing they are loved deep, deep down as they are. And then I want them to have just a few tools that will make all the difference in their ability to handle the noise and the violence and the trauma of this world. Yeah, that's, that is true. It is very traumatic out there today. Mm-hmm. I mean, is. just, my gosh, it's yeah. crazy to think about. Politically, globally, inst- there's so much insecurity everywhere, yeah. you know? And, and we, we probably, have- we probably don't, we probably don't think about how that affects us. Oh my gosh. Like a 24 hour news cycle when you're hearing about <laughs> fires and death and missiles and Trump or the Clintons or mm-hmm. Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, mm-hmm. all that stuff has an effect whether or not we can see it for face value or it somewhere makes a space into our conscience. Your body is a space. We are masses of energy on the earth. We, we are spaces in ourselves. We are mm-hmm. houses. I mean, the, the scripture calls us, you know, we are this temple of the Holy Spirit. And so it's crazy to me to think about how much we actually can hold. And we think we can't. We're like, I can't. I don't have space for that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you're, put, you're putting it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's in the very cell of your being, your blood, your, I mean, it's going somewhere. Yeah. You Cort- are absorbing it. Cortisol getting yeah, produced. All of it. All the things. Yeah. So, so okay, you made it very clear at the very front, this space for love is not an event, it's an mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. What's the difference between an experience and an event? Yeah, it's probably just semantics, you know, in some ways for me. Um, but to me, an event, what, what we've become conditioned toward as consumers is to go to an event and they are usually pretty slick, pretty fancy. Um, it's a lot of energy, high energy noise, and a lot of things for you to kind of drink from a fire hydrant, right? So it is a consumption. Events are about consuming and learning, right? And absorbing tons of information in a short amount of time. That's typically what a conference or a learning you know, event would be about. But I really desire for every individual here to be center stage. Not, not me. I, I will be a guide. But this won't be about the best speaker you've ever heard. This won't be about, you know, um, yeah, just <laughs> public figures who are super famous and you can get their autograph this is about you and God and a chance to feel love like you haven't felt in a long time. Who Who's coming to this? Anybody can come. Anybody can come. I can come? You can come. You can come. This is open. It's not just for females. It is not just for females. Mm-mm. Okay. No. And so I'll tell you a little bit about the event and then you can decide. Now, obviously, I mean, there. I am hosting this. I identify as a feminine woman, so this will be a very feminine, nurturing, comforting, motherly love. It really will. I know that because I'm not um, all masculine, you know, 
And so this isn't about power and strength mm-hmm. and rah-rah and powering up and powering your way in and finding your dynamite. And it's not <laughs> going to be about that. It's not going to be a Tony Robbins experience. I don't even know. I've never been to one, but I'm guessing no. But that no. documentary is good. That <laughs> documentary is good. Yeah, he's got a lot of energy for us all yes. to learn from. But you know, it will it will really be interesting who is here because that will make up kind of the energy of the experience. Yeah, you know, because um, we have no idea how it all will play out. I'm gonna, I mean, best laid plans, you know, but really follow the leadership of the spirit to, to see how we move and how we, um, steward all of what's happening in the room as we go throughout our day. So, um, I do have some incredibly certified and wise, um, talented, skilled instructors who will also be our guides throughout the day. So that's super fun. Anybody you want to tell us about? I would love to tell you about all of it. So um, Kim Dom, who I just referred to this morning, so she has been on the podcast before. She is the owner and operator and instructor, head instructor at Yoga 8 in Waco, Texas. And so she will be kind of our guide for doing some heart openers and movement and really stretching our heart and body out to become grounded and focused as we start our day. So that really will be kind of our first practice is, um, a little bit of grounding techniques, um, and a meditation on, on love in the new year. I mean, really, I was like, how cool would it be if, even if there's just 50 people in this room, like 50 people who are, you know, making and setting in this intention to love, to love themselves and love others, like, whoa, that will be a game changer. So, so I, don't have to, I, don't have to, I don't have to dress up. No. Clearly. It, no. In fact, this, this is really a day. I mean, think about going to a, a, a spa or, you know, somewhere where you can rest, restore. If you're going on a restorative retreat, I mean, be comfortable, you know, wear your tennis shoes or your fuzzy boots. And we're, it's January. We're going to be indoors. Um, but we've got a lot of movement kind of that's going to be happening. So I think time's probably going to fly by pretty quickly. I'm packing a lot in. So we've got yoga happening uh, a little bit. We've got Bonnie Finch, who is a, actually she's a trauma-informed yoga instructor and massage therapist. And so she's going to be helping us with some restorative touch work that we can do with our own bodies to heal. And so we'll probably do for whoever's comfortable with it, some partner work on safe, safe touch, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, but shoulder maybe work, you know, back head, um, where she can just teach us hands even, um, of how these pressure points and, and spaces in our body, how we can release some of those toxins and negative energy, um, to be restored or be energized. If you have chronic headaches, if you have chronic shoulder pain, if you're carrying, I mean, she can literally look at your body and tell you and help to identify emotionally what you're holding on to. Wow. Um, so she'll be here for our big meal, for our lunch break. We are bringing in my girl, my very best friend, Dawn Weibel with Talk More Meals. And so she is going to do an awesome little feast, some warm, nurturing soups and salads and 
charcuterie. Yeah, you know, there's got to be charcuterie. Got to be a charcuterie. Yeah, she is. She's the cheese board queen. Um, and of course, we'll have music. We'll be doing some music. We'll be doing some writing exercises. We're going to get people, um, you know, working with their hands and with their own story. There'll mm-hmm. be some teaching. Um, I'll teach and. And yeah, it'll just be an art therapist as well is going to come in. And if you want to create, we're going to have an element of creativity as well. So you'll actually be able to create. I think I just had a spider crawl on my face. I don't, I didn't <laughs> see it if it did. <laughs> like, what is that? I don't know. Maybe it was a little nap. So, so really it's a, it's just going to be a day for, for me to come in and take care of myself. Absolutely. And, you are center. And when, mm-hmm. when I take care of myself, that then enables me to take care of other people. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because in the faith community, there's all this backlash against self-care. There've been some just evangelicals mainly who've really had a hard time embracing the term self-care and wanting to call it soul care. And I I truly believe that self-care is soul care. I think that what some people call self-care isn't self-care really at all. It's, it's luxury. It's manis and petties all around or shopping. And those things could be soul care, uh, self-care, but, but our, our bodies are holy. They are not bad. And so taking care of your body, taking care of yourself is a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. Um, We are mind, body, spirit. We are triune beings made in the image of a triune God. And so what we do with our body does matter. And the way that we care for it gives us this, like we can expand we can, we can grow our capacity to love God and then love like crazy in a healthy way to others. It's, it is the point, you know, what's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And? Love your neighbor as yourself. And so love your neighbor as yourself. How are you loving yourself? I can look at your life and see if you love yourself. And other people can too. You you can run yourself ragged and into the ground and there is no fruit of peace there. So we can look at our words, we can look at our actions, we can look at what we're making choices to consume, how we're choosing to spend our money, where your treasure is, there your heart is. I, we can tell how we're loving one another because we can look at ourselves. We can look at our own lives. And I want us to see ourselves really clearly because we think I, I am an others-oriented person. You are as well. And what that means is we can think that because we're serving others, that we're loving others. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. We can serve people and not love them. And that's really unhealthy. And it'll end up burning you out. 
So you, you have got to learn to be okay and settled with who you are in this world. And the only way that you will ever be able to answer that is by being okay spiritually between you and God. Hmm. So um, I am an active thinker. My brain never really stops. Um, silence is hard for me. So what do you, what do you, how do you invite people who move kind of like that to something like this? Because it sounds like this is going to be pretty chill and um, meditate. There's going to be a lot of meditation, I would imagine. There will be parts of meditation, but, but we will be practicing things. Uh-huh. So you're not going to be bored. Sure. I, I, don't well, think I wasn't you... implying that I would be bored as much as, you know. <laughs> it's slower. It's slower. You're going to have a slower pace. Right. Yeah. You're not like running to conference rooms here and there and yeah. dancing and um, jumping up and down, listening to 90s music. There's no karaoke. Hmm. Um, you're going to have to tune in. Yeah. And so what I would say to um, those of us who have very noisy, noisy minds and who are uncomfortable with spaces like this is that you are the exact person that I want to be here. Mm. You have so, so much to offer and you have so, so much to give. And if you can't tune in, all of that noise is misplaced. And so I'm going to, I'm going to bet you're not really executing with your life in the way that you might want to be. I'm going to guess that maybe there's not a groundedness. Maybe you're constantly spinning your wheels and yet never feeling like you have or are achieving or living out or settled, just contented. I mean, contentment is everything. And so sometimes if our, if our noisiness is really heightened. Um, and when our minds are spinning, I, I think that's a really discontented soul. Mm. So when is it? So the, okay, first of all, what was that? Hmm? Did you like that? Well, no, I, no. Yeah. That, what was my hmm in response to your, uh-huh. <laughs> well, you just say such deep and profound things. So my first initial hmm was that was really well stated um i mean do you agree or not agree no i do agree i do agree and i but i i also know it's difficult for someone with i mean like myself with a noisy mind Mm -hmm. but but you're right i do think that we are the candidates to to position ourselves into something like this like like for instance like for instance i've really tried to implement my own life contemplative prayer Uh well let's be honest (laughs) 20 years ago when we first met, um, the thought of doing contemplative prayer would have never, I would have laughed at that. Mm. But now I see what even just doing five minutes, mm-hmm. like the, the amount of peace, the amount of um, clarity, 
the stillness that comes over me is very tangible. Mm-hmm. And it almost sets the rest of the day yeah. in a better motion. Yeah. And so, so I can, I mean, I can agree doing that. It's hard, you know, but lifting yeah. weights is hard. Sure. And sometimes you just do it. Yeah. And all of that noise is energy that mm-hmm. needs to be processed. So, so it does need to come out. And so the way that your body will reset is through um, sleep and exercise and water. I mean, those are things that like help replenish and restore and move that energy out of the body and throughout the body. And so I think that, you know, even when Paul talks about the energy that works so powerfully within me, I think Paul was probably a pretty amped up you know, person in scripture that we can look at, but, um, but that's power. Like, and so if it's channeled in a really positive way, and if you can tune in to the energy that works so powerfully in you through the Holy spirit, I mean, if you don't know what that energy is and you can't identify and you can't put language to it, you're just kind of a, a mess internally. But if you can, if you can slow down and absorb some of it and then work some of it out the byproduct could be really strong and powerful and yeah, helpful to other people who maybe don't have a lot of energy. (laughs) I mean, you know, like that's the gift is that you do have a lot going on and those, those type of people, like the world needs that. The world needs to see all that that is inside of you in a healthy way so that you can love deeper and you can help people through that powerful energy to know God more and love themselves more. You know, it's just, it's beautiful. So, you know, there's some people out there that are just really hard to love, right? Uh, duh. You know that. <laughs> I, I encountered them at the grocery store yesterday. <laughs> do you Do you think that this kind of practice would even make it allowable to love those people. Oh, I know it does. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know it does. And again, other people get the byproduct of your lack of groundedness. Mm, Say that again. Other people get the, the byproduct of your lack of groundedness. So all the amped up energy in you when it hasn't been absorbed or distributed or offloaded, somebody's going to get it. In the form of anger or sarcasm or... Just annoying. Just so frustrated. I mean, I'm a frustrated type. Things annoy me totally. So I, if I am not grounded in who I am, then everybody else's energy I take on, I get annoyed with, I, I get obsessive about... I want to correct or fix, or I want them to understand, you know, if they, (laughs) if they get mad at me, I just can't let it go. I can't let it go. Okay. So here's the funny story about that. Clearly I hadn't probably done yoga that day or whatever. And we're driving home. The girls are in the car with me. I don't think Gus was with me for some reason. I think it was just the girls. And so this wasn't that long ago and we're driving down the street And I see this couple like pulling dogs (laughs) off the road, like the dogs had been hit or the dogs had been something. And they're like, I mean, it's, it's a scene. There's about four dogs in this one yard to my left. 
this man is on the porch in his underwear and robe, like with his hands up, like he's upset. Something's going on. And, you know, I'm, I'm driving about 30 miles an hour down the road. And so I'm approaching this situation and seeing it as being a scene. Yeah. Like, you know, something's going on. Yeah. And the girls are like, oh my gosh, like, oh my gosh, look at those dogs. And so I kind of slowed down and I was just looking and rolled down. I was like, is everything okay? And the guy just unloads on me. <laughs> He's like, what the bleep bleep? Go on. What are you looking at? What does it matter? I mean, it's not your problem. I mean, he just keeps yelling. In and his the, underwear. Yeah. And the girls are cracking up. <laughs> and I am now so pissed off. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did he just say to me? <laughs> and so the girls are dying laughing. Like, mom, he was so mad at you. And I was like, all I wanted to do was help. All I wanted to do was be a concerned citizen. Like I'll help move some dogs off the road. Like I really will. He did not want my help. And so we keep driving and I'm just quiet. And about 10 minutes later, we get to the house. And you wanted I, to go back, didn't you? No, no. But I didn't want to let it go. I didn't want to go back. I don't want to go where I'm not invited. I really don't. But I, but I didn't know how to let it go. And so I said to Lucy, because I'm just still in my mind ruminating over this thing. And I just was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just under my breath, I go, why was he so rude to me? All I wanted to do was help. And Lucy just busts out laughing. She goes, Mom, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> she was like, I have art. Lucy's like, I've already moved on to the next thing. And you're hung up on this guy. I mean, so anyway, those are the kinds of things. We all hold on to other people's negative energy. And it all affects us in different ways. And it does hinder our ability to love them and give love to them. Because that's what they need. That's what they need. Like that situation, those people, even though he was so rude. Well, but you tried to give him love and he gave you a middle finger. And so I still have to find a way to love, forgive, let go and go, oh, okay. Well, that is clearly not a welcome spot, but you know, I, I'm not going to harbor bitterness against him or evil, you know, um, because it decrease it, it shrinks up. All that could start taking up space in me that is like not going to be nothing about that situation. When you never once thought about just circling back and rolling, no. go, bro, just trying to help. Oh gosh, no, you I would. So would have done. Oh that. no, Mm-mm. nope, not gonna do it. I don't want to get shot. Are you kidding? Oh. People are crazy. Oh, are you joking me? Please don't. Please don't circle back to someone like that. In their underwear, like <laughs> yelling cuss words at you and trying to reason with them. Clearly, he did not. He wasn't reasonable. No, he wasn't. That's I love that story <laughs> when you got home and told it. it like, I really wanted to drive down there and see it. Oh, it was crazy. It was such a quick exchange, but it just kind of messed with me a little bit. So it's just funny how different... You know, I can handle these huge traumatic things with the women that we work with. I can make space for that. But something like that, I just, yeah. it gets all over me. Yeah. You know, or so bad drivers. 
we just gotta we gotta really find a way. We gotta find a way. We gotta make space in our hearts and our bodies and our minds to tune in to who we are. It really needs to be grounded. Okay, so this experience is coming up in January, right? Yes. So it's a great way for you. What what I am telling um some some people, this is for everybody. So it really is for the person who who might say, I don't do this. I don't, I don't spend the cost is 200 bucks. That just helps me cover my costs. All the money goes to benefit Jesus said love, um, anything we make from it. But if you, if you don't make space for yourself, maybe you go on family vacations, you are just coming off of Christmas where you've got, you're hosting all these family members or you're driving all over Timbuktu or you're just lonely and and you are filling your life with negative things that you just go I need to break some of these patterns like I need to do something restorative for my soul and for myself for my spirit this is a space for that um so if you are if you are finding yourself maybe at a place in life where you are at a turning point, whether it's midlife or maybe your um, college is over. So this is what our staff, you know, of course, like we see a lot of people in that transition between mm-hmm. um, young adulthood and where you're going next. I mean, the new year is just a beautiful time for you kind of in the dead of winter to go inward. Like, g- let's go inward. Let's let's explore a little bit and let's put some words behind where your love is at, you know, where is your ability to love yourself because, and love God and love yourself and love others. So, so we're going to, we're going to work on that. Okay. So the date is January what? January 11th. January 11th. That's a Saturday? It is a Saturday. Yes. So it's going to be all day. It will be all day. So it'll be, um, 830 will be kind of registration. So it's kind of early, you know, in the morning, we'll we'll begin at nine o'clock, and we have a packed kind of full day of kind of movement. Um, we'll be over by four thirty-five. Okay, so two hundred bucks, you said two hundred dollars. Like, that's like the cost of a nice massage at a resort. Oh yeah, it's like a hotel room. If you wanted to go, you know, just get away for a day, and um, and if you are coming from out of town, so I do have some friends coming from out of town. I, I will say this is that. When we go live with this registration, um, I've already got people, some of those spots already taken and people who've pledged and committed. Because there's a limited number of spots, There is right? a limited number. I'm only taking 50 people. Okay. And so I I don't care where you're coming from. If you, um, yeah, if you need a hotel to stay at in Waco or a bed and breakfast or anything like that, let me know. Or, of course, you can go to Priceline and find January 11th is not going to be a big uh, weekend. There's no graduation. Hotels will be reasonable. Football's over. Football's over. So um, all your things are paid with coffee, water. You'll have plenty of nourishing foods throughout that day. Um, so you'll really only have dinner on Saturday evening after we're done um, to look forward to. But your whole day is covered. And that $200 gets you some of the very best instructors and restorative practitioners that I know. And it's with it just being 50 people, it's going to be clearly an intimate experience. Yeah, it will. I love that. Yeah. 
It's it'll, not going to be this massive no, 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 no. conference thing. It's going to no, be a... No, you'll feel very... I want you to feel very, like I said, just just okay. Nobody's going to bug you, make you speak when you don't want to... This isn't... It's not going to be like that. So I know sometimes intimacy, intimacy can scare people too because they like to be lost in numbers, you mm. know, and just be a spectator and a consumer. Um, imagine one of the things that... Um, Sister Macrina says is that in the Benedictine tradition at the monastery, they learn to be together alone. And so that's really what this will be. You will be together with a group of 50 people, but you will be focused on you. On you. And so, um, yeah, I just, I cannot wait for people to walk away knowing, knowing, knowing how incredibly loved and valued they are. And any condition you come in is exactly how you're supposed to come in. Hmm. You don't have to get yourself to a certain place in order to handle something like this. It's not that. We're not doing, this isn't counseling. You're not going to be traumatized. <laughs> We're not doing, so it, it will be very, very thoughtful and intentional about making a space for love in your body and in your heart, and in your mind. And I'm just, I'm so excited. I just, I want more than anything for people just to know how loved they are. Mm. Mm. I'm ready. Yeah, good. It I could just change the world. Like if we all knew, if we all knew just how incredibly loved and special we are, like... That is just a game changer. Sure. Grace hems you in on every side, on every side. And it's like there's a beginning that we've lost because we begin at beloved. And and we're going to find that beginning and tune into that. Hmm. I can't wait. Makes me think of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, Yeah. Like what a... What a great time for that movie to be released. Yeah. And to have those moments. If you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It is. But to have him remind us that we are special. So, that's not, so loved. That's not hokey. That's not cheesy. Oh, man. It's it's where you began. Yeah. It is the source of deepest strength and power. Yeah. You can confront and wage war in the most beautiful ways when you know that you know that you know you are loved. And I'm not talking violence and war language. You know, I, I mean this, the spiritual battles that we are up against. Um, yeah, it, you can be grounded from such a secure place. Well, if I know you, which I think at this point I know you I hope so. pretty well. Um, I'm always learning, though. <laughs> I will always be learning you until... Me too, Brett. The day we're... Oh, I'm and dead. you. I'll but, be learning you. Um, if I know you, I know that the hospitality of this event is going to be off the chain. I Yes. That right. your attention to detail in caring for others is magical and beautiful. So I can't wait to see how it pans out. Absolutely. How do I get tickets? So you're going to go to jesussaidlove.com backslash a space for love. Okay. And all the information is going to be there. there. It's $200 flat. Again, you're going to get a beautiful meal. You're going to have all the drinks and nurturing foods that you need throughout the day. 
And of course, yes, you will have some incredible little things that I want to gift you with. Well, I hope, uh, if you're listening, I hope you come. I hope uh, you come from out of town. I'd love to see absolutely. some out of towners because we have a really great city here in Waco, Texas, I USA. Know. And we have a lot of great Airbnbs mm-hmm. popping up all over the place. Yeah, bring and- a group of girlfriends. You know, if you are, even if you're leading, if you've got a mom's group or if you're leading like a business or an organization or you're a corporate type yes. who is running and doing all the time, this may be exactly what you need for the new year. Or if you're in ministry. Oh, absolutely. And oh you're my always gosh. serving and doing for everyone else. Yes. You need to come to this. Yes. Yeah. I want the leaders to be led to a green pasture. Mm. I really do. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh, I hope you come. Please do. Again, we only have 50 spots. I can't wait to see who signs up a space for love experience. When did tickets go on sale? Did we say? I don't think we did. You tell me. You're the you're the guru. Oh, there. that's right. I'm the IT guy here. You is are. it really just about when we get the page up and it ready really to go? is. Yeah. Okay. Well, so this week. It should be week. live by the time, yeah, this airs. Yeah. Yeah. So just go to the website. Well, honey. I love you. Love you too. I love sitting across from you and just chatting. Yeah. I feel like people are just listening to us talk. Because <laughs> that's does. what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. Um, it's going to be good. I hope you join us for A Space for Love on January the 11th, 2020. Yes. In Waco, Texas at the Jesus Said Love headquarters. That's right. That's where it's going to be. Come see us. Hey, thanks for joining the Jesus Said Love podcast. We are so glad you have chosen to awaken hope and empower change with us. We want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. Yes. Because your voice matters. It's how we get this message into the world. And lastly, be sure to follow Jesus Said Love on Instagram and Facebook for up-to-date info. And visit the website at JesusSaidLove.com for how you can join the JSL fam. Until next time. Share the love.